Good morning, Crosswords family, and welcome to our Sunday morning service. My name is Matt, and I'll be leading us in the call to worship this morning. The passage comes from Psalms 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help, it comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The Lord watches over you. The Lord will keep you from all harm, and he will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over you, both in your coming in and your going out, both now and forevermore. And that's a great, powerful passage talking about God watching over our lives at every step. So grateful for that. Let us join our voices together, singing to the one God, the one who brings faith, hope, and love, our everlasting God, our rock, and our redeemer. All right, Sean, let's see if we can get everybody to raise the hallelujah together. Here we go. I raise the hallelujah in the presence of my enemy. I raise the I raise the hallelujah. 
together for us for everlasting God as we're uh, doing new ways to worship uh, during the season and uh, in just a few minutes here or even less than that a few seconds our friends Shane and Jessica Gray uh, are going to lead us in communion and to tell us a little bit about what's happening with them during the season of their life but just want to take invite you to take a minute maybe go grab some juice and some bread whatever you have uh, in your kitchen uh, like I've got right here and uh, just want to invite you to grab those elements and we uh, welcome Shane and Jessica Gray as they lead us in communion and in a time of prayer good morning everyone I'm Jessica and this is my husband Shane and we just wanted to share uh, our story with you we tested positive for COVID-19 a little over two weeks ago I was trying to think of the words I would say today and I heard just say what is true and what is in my heart. So I decided to write my thoughts to share with you all. The physical symptoms of the virus took a toll on both of us, but we really wanna share with you what happened in the midst of all of it and how God showed up. Typically, it's really easy for me to speed past things and not stay too long in a place that is scary or sad or out of the normal leaving me feel feeling out of control. During the last couple weeks, it was impossible to move anywhere else. The virus and our situation required me to be present right where I was, to be with the pain and the fear and opening itself up to what God was doing and leaning on him because there was nowhere else to go. During this time, there were dark places and times I didn't know if my husband was gonna live or die and if he would make it through the night or if I would be able to take care of him because I was also sick and really weak. I was really angry too, and I remember sharing that with our marriage group and being reassured it was okay to feel that way. God knew all my fears and my thoughts, and he never left me. I was able to find the strength to care for Shane and be the loving, caring wife that I've always wanted to be. I wasn't always a good nurse, and that's a story for a different day. I may have initially had a small breakdown with a few choice words when he wouldn't get into the car for our first ride to the ER, and hopefully we'll be able to laugh about that later. After having to leave Shane at the hospital, not knowing if I'd ever see him alive again, I think that's the moment my faith strengthened, where I felt God holding me up. In the darkest times, I cried out to God in the night, and I prayed that he would heal Shane and that angels would cover him right in that moment. I've had two encounters with angels before and was sensing that needed to be my prayer in that moment. It was after that I started to see more light and more hope. The words confident expectation spoke to me and I stayed with those words. As the song says, I had hope and let God's love lead me through the night. Through it all, we had friends and family making meals and getting our groceries and always speaking words of life and healing being prayed over us constantly. I heard it, but felt it 
strongly. We were being drenched in love from our friends, family, and God. The love and care we received will never be forgotten, and we can never thank you enough. I could go on and on and tell you what God has done through this process, not just in our physical bodies, but in my heart. This has forever changed me, and I'll make space often and remember so I don't forget. Thank you. For me, the grace of God and the ministering of the Holy Spirit is very real today because I've seen it and I've received it. Each morning that I wake, the Holy Spirit has ministered to me through putting a song on my heart as the lyrics run through my mind. I've seen the grace of God as he allowed me a vision of his warring angels carrying me through what was one of the darkest hours. I've learned the mercy of God while lying in a hospital bed alone in the dark with no human contact. The mercy of God allowed me to think not of how bad off I was or how alone I felt, but provided me with the heaviness of what others who were worse than I was and who were suffering in the silence of their own hospital room, clinging to life, if only by a thread, and it broke my heart. So today the bread and the wine have an even different healing and deeper meaning than maybe it had for me in the past. So please join us as we take communion. Today's liturgy comes from Psalm 121 and Exodus 14, which got me through some tough spots over the last couple weeks. I lift up my eyes to the mountains where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over you will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over us. The Lord is our shade at our right hand. The sun will not harm us by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he gave thanks, saying to them, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Jesus, we remember you. In the same way, after the supper, Jesus took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood which is poured out for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Jesus, we remember you. And we eat the bread and take the wine in remembrance.
Yeah. 
Well, so I've made it from upstairs uh, into the kitchen to get the elements for communion and uh, down into the basement again in front of the fireplace. But we're so grateful. Thank you to Shane and Jesse for uh, leading us in communion and singing. And thank you for Lindsay for singing with us as well. So we just want to invite our friend Jacques Short as he gives us the Next Steps news for the week and uh, leads us on to the next segment. Good morning, everyone. Jacques. My name is Jacques Short, and this is your Next Step news for the week. A great way to stay connected during this time is to get involved in virtual small groups. These are groups for adults and kids, which you can see on the screen. A new group that began this week is See Our Kids Devotions. These bedtime devotions for children are online at 7.30 p.m. Monday through Friday. You can find this group on Facebook and Instagram, as well as all the other great groups that we're offering on ccmonline.org. Each day at noon, we gather on Facebook Live for midday prayer. Join our pastors and community as we follow along in the Guide to Prayer, affectionately known around here as the Blue Book. This week we will be on page 160 of chapter 25. Regardless of the cold and the weather changes we have been experiencing, I just want to remind you that it's springtime, and that means it's time for the lawn crew to work together to make our campus look beautiful. We are in need of some new team members, and so if you enjoy working with others to make CCM look beautiful, you can contact Pastor Charles by sending an email to crossroads at ccmonline.org. To find out about all the ways you can stay involved and connected, go to ccmonline.org or search for Crossroads Church and Ministries on Facebook. We are humbled by the faithfulness and consistency of the Crossroads family to continually help meet the needs of our community and our world, even during the time of this pandemic. I know that we all are facing many challenges during this time, which is why it's vital for us to be obedient and continuing to worship God through sharing His love through our giving. If you are able to give, There are three easy ways to contribute to the ongoing work of Crossroads Church. First, you can text the dollar amount that you would like to give to 84321. Once you do that, it will take you through all the easy steps to give. Secondly, you can go to ccmonline.org backslash give. That will take you to our website giving portal and direct you how to give from there. And finally, you can send your check to CCM 717 U.S. Highway 27 North, Marshall, Michigan 49068. Let's join together in prayer. Father God, we come to you in prayer, first of all, giving thanks, Father, for all you've done and all you continually do in our lives. Thanking you, Father God, for your presence in our lives and thanking you for your provisions your that you've made a way for our lives we thank you father god even for the opportunity to be a part of your love being extended to the community and world through our giving we thank you lord for that 
As we give, we know that you're that um, you will return the fruits of your righteousness unto us, Father God, meeting all of our needs. And we thank you for it. And we give you praise, honor, and glory, Father God. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks, everyone, and have a blessed week. Good morning. My name is Mara, and our reading today is from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1-7. through 7. My child, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me through many witnesses, entrust to faithful people who will be able to teach others as well. Share in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving in the army gets entangled in everyday affairs. The soldier's aim is to please the enlisting officer. And in the case of an athlete, no one is crowned without competing according to the rules. It is the farmer who does the work who ought to have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in all things. Hey, good morning, everyone. Good morning, everybody. Great Welcome to be with Welcome to Crossroads. Yep. Why don't we pray? God, we thank you that uh, we're being invited to understanding and that the scripture tells us that we can have the mind of Christ. And so all of us here that are listening to your word, we're asking that you would open up our minds that we might know what you are saying to us today. Lord, in your mercy, you hear our prayers. Amen. 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 Thank you, Mara, for that great scripture. Mm-hmm. And um, we're so grateful for our youth and yeah. just the goodness that they bring. I know, Mara. Really every... Thank you so much. Yeah. Really appreciate you. And Love we'll that. talk even a little bit more about the way your generation keeps showing up. Yeah. So appreciate we're you. grateful. So grateful for that. Um, a little backdrop on this scripture in Second Timothy is if you were with us last week, Paul was in jail last week, the Apostle Paul. Isolation. And he's, right. He's back in jail. Kind of last week, the story was around house arrest. But this week, hmm. uh, which some of us can relate to, but this week is more, this is his last confinement. It's near the end of Paul's life. Uh, shortly after this, um, Paul will die. Um, but it's really intense. And it's kind of his last... Uh, go around to speak to his mentee and to the other disciples of Christ, the other followers of Christ, and certainly to us as well. Uh, he's speaking to Timothy here, and he's giving instruction on what to really pay attention to. Think about that late in life, what you really want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Shortly after this, Paul will go to heaven, heads off to heaven, which reminds me of a couple of friends, a couple of women that I heard about that went to heaven and they went to heaven and <laughs> met up with Peter. And when they met up with Peter, uh, Peter welcomed them, you know, enter into your rest. You're going to love it here. He begins to show them the accommodations. All is great. He said, Don't you guys have, wonder if Scott writes only, these jokes? I only have. Come from. Okay, go I, ahead. Now don't break my rhythm. I only have. Uh, one thing, one thing that you need to be concerned about because it can be troubling is do not step on any of the ducks in heaven. Don't step on the ducks. Uh, so <laughs> that's the warning. And he says, you'll see, you'll find out why you shouldn't step on the ducks. So off they go. They begin to enjoy heaven. This is first Things Scott, are going chapter great. million. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Things are going great. 
after a while, one of the women steps on a duck. The duck makes all kinds of quacking noises, and it's just not a good scene. And shortly after that, over the hill comes the ugliest man uh, with Peter. Peter comes with this guy, the ugliest man you've ever seen. Peter chains the guy to this woman and says, because you stepped on a duck, you're going to be chained to the ugliest man forever. So she's like, oh, it's a horrible, off into eternity. She's going to spend the rest of her time in heaven with this ugly guy chained to her. <laughs> so her friends really kind of are concerned about this for obvious reasons. Off she goes, and she continues to enjoy heaven, enjoying the scenery. Uh, after a few years, she's been very careful. After a few years, over the hill comes the most handsome man you've ever seen. He's amazing. He's buff, strong, tall, just great looking. She's like, wow, this guy's amazing. And then with him comes Peter. Peter walks up to her with the guy, chains the guy to her. And she is just like flabbergasted, like, what in the world did I ever do to deserve to be chained to somebody like you? And he said, I don't know. He said, all I know is I stepped on a duck. <laughs> so, kids, that, that is great? not a real story of heaven. We just want you to know. It's, it's like... You don't like it? Anyway. No, anyway, okay. You've but been anyway. chained to me for almost <laughs> 40 years. <laughs> You've been chained to me for almost 40 oh, years. Oh, good. And Aren't I think everybody glad? can figure let's out who scripture. stepped on the duck. Let's, let's read the scripture. Read the scripture, yes. Is it me? Well, no. I, okay, uh, go what, ahead. what I wanted to say first, I actually had a serious question. Okay. What, what during all of this... Uh, uh, quarantine, stay safe, stay home, the pandemic. What during this time is your biggest concern? We just asked you that question. We want you guys to, maybe you could put it in the chat if you're watching on Facebook or another uh, platform. Maybe if you're by yourself, you can just write that down. You could even um, send it to us yeah. um, and email it to us. Just let us know what your concerns are. Yeah. What are your biggest concerns? Yeah, or maybe just talk to a family member about that. The thing I love about Scripture and about this Scripture and others is the Scripture gives us these metaphors or pictures, right, that help us process the moments that we're in and to know it's all part of our story mm -hmm. and that God is building something amazing in us. I'm reminded of Exodus 14, for instance, so Exodus 14 is Moses and the Israelites have been delivered from the Egyptians. God instructs Moses as they're traveling across the desert. At one point, he tells them, on the banks of the Red Sea, I want you just to camp out and wait there. So they do that. And it's not long after that that Pharaoh and the Egyptians decide that they're actually not happy that they've let the Israelites go. And they begin to pursue them so they can see them in the distance. And there's this powerful portion of Scripture where God tells them just to sit still in Exodus 14, 13, and 14 and says, I will fight for you. Hmm. Just stand still and I will take care of this. He asks them to be courageous while being still and to simply trust. And isn't that the truth about where we're at in this day and age? Yeah. As Claire and I were reading this scripture uh, in Second Timothy, the first thing that kind of came out to us was uh, this 
whole thing of enduring hardness, yeah. to be able to endure hardness. Well, and it's hard to be still when you're in the middle of enduring hardness. And, and here mm-hmm. in um, 2 Timothy, it says, My child, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And what you have heard from me through many witnesses and trust a faithful people who will teach others as well. Share in suffering. Another version says, endure hardness like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And enduring hardness, you know, um, <clears throat> when we first planted the church, we uh, had several pastors who um, gathered around us and sent us messages about things that God was speaking to them. And one of our um, maybe least favorite uh, words from a friend was that we were to endure hardness. Yeah like good soldiers. And, you know, couldn't we get like, um, (laughs) everything's going to come up roses. No, we got endure hardness, but study after study shows that probably the most important characteristic you could teach a child and that you need on your own is to endure hardness, resilience, the ability to endure, right? Resilience is this beautiful word that means that we can recover readily from illness or depression or adversity or the like with buoyancy, that we can actually come back well. And so when we think about resilience um, in a time like this, our children are actually being wired to be resilient in the ways that we're helping them walk through these days that are very different for them. So academic research, it started about 40 years ago with um, studies by Norman Garmese and talked about even these children who had parents with schizophrenia who were able to survive really well and they didn't grow up with um, with psychological problems but they found that they had a certain quality of resilience because they dealt with difficulty so a lot of times we're trying to deliver our children from the hardness of this moment and yet mm-hmm. what's happening is is they are learning to endure they are learning to practice resiliency um, and become like Christ what we realize is, is that there are people, even um, the survivors of Nazi concentration camps, actually had what was called by the Harvard uh, researchers this plastic shield. And this plastic shield was what was comprised of several factors that included things like a sense of humor. <clears throat> And sometimes even a dark sense of humor. So, uh, you know, Scott, <laughs> getting chained to an ugly woman for the rest of your life, right? Or an ugly man. Ugly ma- man. It was man. Anyway, I was not, In yes. heaven, everybody's yes. beautiful. I, so, I, heard, so, you know, I heard that. But the reality is, is that we realize that if we can have a sense of humor, and maybe some of you have been following Scott um, and all of the things that he's been doing at our house, like eating all of the cookies, the, he he didn't eat the coffee cake. That was me, and I confessed. But he did eat the cookies. More he to did come. Eat the More cookies. to come on all that. And anyway. so we've been having this little cat and mouse game going on, okay. and having some fun with it. And our daughter's mm-hmm. been involved, and there have been friends from far away and family members, because we need to have a sense of humor while we are dealing with the things that are hard. We face into those things. We we mm-hmm. walk. Um, uh, we walk truthfully. Uh, somebody said to me um, today, actually, "How are you doing?" And I said, "Well." I I um, feel really grateful and strong until about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and then I feel a bit of grief, and I need grace. 
And so for those of you that don't know, my mom, uh, my mom went to heaven a week ago Thursday. And, um, and so it's been really disorienting not to be able to be with people that love me and want to grieve with me. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I'm with that, but I'm also with this game mm-hmm. of cookies mm-hmm. with Scott because we desperately need mm-hmm. this kind of resilience. Now, you can do some, um, some research on resilience, do your own studies on it, find out what it takes because it's not just a simple one plus one equals two. Just, mm-hmm. just know that there are so many things that you can be learning right now in your home. Um, we were on our, um, uh, our task force meeting talking about slavery and, and our, our fellow human beings who are enslaved right now, they have very particular, uh, realities that are so hard for them. And, and I know that just sitting with fellow, um, you know, uh, co-workers that are saying, we're going to address this. We're not just going to look after our own difficulties, but we're going to look after the difficulties of these people as well. Really very much like Jess was saying about taking care of Shane. Yeah. That while she was sick, she was nursing Shane. And I will tell you, friends, it is actually one of the ways that people came out of the hardest times in history is they were not only concerned about their own well-being, but they were taking care of others. And we can endure hardness as good soldiers of Christ. That's good. I think one of the ways that we can endure hardness, and Paul kind of directs us in this uh, somewhat, is we need to understand that this is a very important step in our life, part of our process, that our life is this big, long process. If you live uh, perhaps in your home or your apartment, there's a set of stairs. Imagine that this part, whether it's the pandemic or this season in life, it's one of those steps. The scripture tells us in Psalm 37 that uh, the steps of the righteous are directed by God, Mm. that God desires to direct, getting back to that whole issue of understanding, that God really does want to give us some input. Mm. Isn't it interesting, for instance, that Paul here talks about soldiers. He gives real practical instruction. He says, you know, soldiers. He talks about soldiers. He talks about athletes. He talks about farmers. And part of what he's trying to impart here is soldiers are very in tune with training. They don't mm-hmm. get caught up in the affairs of the world. It's like what's most important is that I can do what I'm called to do, and I can do it well. Um, those that are athletes, they're worrying about conditioning and also training, getting ready for the events. Uh, even some athletes will run steps, and they'll run up and down steps to condition themselves. And then farmers, farmers are busy cultivating. And there's those moments in life that seem harder, but they're so critical in getting to the other side, what we would call the fruitfulness. Mm-hmm. All of us desire earlier, early release, don't we? we? We desire to move to the next thing as quick as we can. But I think the best prayer that, uh, one of the best prayers that all of us can be praying right now is, God, we just simply pray for your timing for our life. Mm. We don't want to be released from any hardness before uh, your good work has been done in us. And we don't want to experience any hardness beyond what we'll learn anything from. Mm. So uh, here, here's what I heard one time said is, desire uh, given too soon 
can drive us from God. The example of that, for instance, would be the prodigal son. Gets released the inheritance too soon. It drives him from God. And then desire, released in a timely manner, drives us or actually draws us toward God. So that's really what we want. So we do want to be, we're we're desiring perhaps to get back to our work or to our team or to our class. But imagine this. If we can imagine that if the timing of God in all of this does its great work in us and we're attuned to understanding what God's trying to do in our own life, imagine what that would be like, those things that you're longing for when perhaps you get back to your office Things that you probably took for granted previously when you walk into your office, I think you and I might say, this is really awesome that I'm back here. Or your relationships, or when you go back to the beach, or you're back with your friends, or our children are back with other children. How wonderful is that? And maybe we'll have a deeper gratitude and appreciation for those things than we've ever had before. I just want to say this. Understand, friends, you are on God's schedule. This is God's schedule. It can feel like we have had a piece of our life just taken away and we're behind schedule. But trust me, God is not surprised. God is not the creator of the pain in our lives, but God is never surprised by it. And you and I are on schedule. We just need to draw close to God, allow him to work in our lives and do what only God can do for us. One last thing I want to say is make sure uh, that as you pay attention to the fact that you're on God's schedule with your life, when things go to the other side of this and when God works his timing through for all of us, understand that in the midst of this, you can still celebrate. Claire and I want to give everybody uh, in God's name the permission to celebrate. It's not wrong to celebrate the goodnesses that you might be experiencing in spite of the fact that you might be experiencing a lot of pain. But don't miss out on the wholeness of what God has for you in this season. Yeah, in fact, um, take a look at this little note here. It says, um, Dear Crossroads Church and Ministries, thank you for providing food to our community. God is moving lives through you we will get through this sincerely and i blocked the little name out there you'll see but this person is 12 years old in marshall Mm -hmm. and so this is a this is a person who sent a note to the church to say thank you um because god is moving lives through you And, and take a look at take a look at how god is moving through people like we don't necessarily have soldiers um Uh, But we do. We have soldiers in our congregation. We have farmers. And we have athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, But we also have these children's small group leaders. Check out the children's small group leaders right here. These guys all have been doing these little devotionals where they're, they're, um, they're leading our kids in some kind of encouragement. Um, they're amazing. 7.30 every night. Mm-hmm. Don Capo playing music for us at 12.30 on, on many of the midday prayer meetings. And I love this. You know, we are living in a time where God is, he, he is really raising the church up to be the church. 
that while um, we've always said it, you know, the book of Ephesians said God gave some to be apostles and prophets and pastors, evangelists and teachers Mm -hmm. for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry. And right now you are all out there as ministers. You Mm -hmm. are the people of God bringing the good news to people that are living in hardness. And when I think about the reality, you know, of what we're living in, and and this was Winston Churchill said, if you're going through hell, keep going. (laughs) Keep going. Um, Ron Canole used to sing that, if you catch hell, don't hold it. If you're going through hell, don't stop. Remember, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Every tongue that rises against you, right? You shall condemn. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. And there is this reality of the scripture um, coming to life here. See, there's a resiliency being built in us. It's the realization that you can make the choice to keep going. You can make the choice to keep showing up. You can make the choice to be like all the great ones that have gone ahead of us in the world, Mm -hmm. that have been the ones that we look to in times like this. Like, we want to look up their quotes and say, what are they saying? Uh, My friend Erica this week, um, she and I were talking about this parable of the long spoons. And you may or may not have ever heard this parable. But it's about these long spoons and this table being set up and all the people sit down and they try to eat with these long spoons and you'll see the picture there and they can't get the food in their mouths. And so they're frustrated and they get, they get, they get sick and they're unhealthy and they can't get fed. And then there is another group of people who get the long spoons. And these long-spooned people realize that their long spoon is to feed someone else. And they begin to feed the people across from them. And then everyone is nourished and everyone is healthy and everyone is able to uh, receive what they need. And I have to say, it strikes me, you know, um, as something that I, 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 I see in Crossroads Church. People who are, who are giving with the long spoon. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is an allegory of heaven and hell. Hell focused people, hell, they're self focused and the nourishment is always out of reach for them. Mm-hmm. And heaven focused people are the people who feed someone else. Amen. And, and they receive nourishment from another person. Mm-hmm. So I want to just say, friends, we are able to um, to be resilient. We are able to endure hardness. We are able to give God our schedule. We are able to say yes to um, God's love for us in our lives. So grateful that we can pray even right now that the peace and the power of Christ can be with all those we're concerned about. So follow with us here as we pray. Loving God, I hold in your healing presence those who need wisdom for their next steps. May they know the deep peace and power of Christ. For those who feel isolated, Lord, in your mercy, you hear our prayers. Loving God, I hold in your healing presence those who are experiencing grief and loss. 
May they know the deep peace and power of Christ. For those children whom school keeps fed and safe, Lord, in your mercy, you hear our prayers. Loving God, I hold in your healing presence those people and situations that seem broken beyond repair. May they know the deep peace and power of Christ. Loving God, I hold in your healing presence those who suffer in mind and spirit. May they know the deep peace Mm -hmm. and power of Christ. And now just name all the people in your heart, all those that are close to you. You can put it in the chat. You can say it out loud or write it down. I name in my heart all those who are close to me. May they know the deep peace and power of Christ. Oh, God, thank you. You're so faithful to us. You are always listening and always answering. And that no matter what we see in this world, no matter what the enemy means for evil, God, thank you that in this moment that we can know that greater is the one who is in us than the one who is in the world. We're so grateful. We can trust you. We rely on you. Our hope is in you. And we thank you that every prayer we've prayed is held. And you are faithful forever. You are sovereign over us. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Lord. So, my friends, just uh, continue to pray. Mm-hmm. Continue to stand, continue to endure, continue to let God lead you and guide you, mm-hmm. and, um, and thank God that we have one another to pray with. Thank and thanks, Sean and Kathleen, for being with us this morning and being willing to bless us on our way out. Mm-hmm. And we miss all of you and hugging your necks. We, we, miss the, we, miss, we miss all of those things, but we are so grateful that... Um, we can be with you here. Yeah. So. We so look forward to that day when we can all be together again. God bless you guys. Thanks, Kathleen and Sean. Well, hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to our living room. Uh, we want to thank our dear pastors for a beautiful message today and mm-hmm. such encouragement. We truly are blessed with pastors that love us and encourage us and give us messages of hope and encouragement, yes. especially during this very yeah, difficult they, and challenging time. They minister to us so that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit and take that and make good, meaningful choices and take that message to others and share the love of God through the Spirit. And uh, we're thankful for, for Claire and Scott and the gift that they are to us. And we just miss you guys so much. We just yeah. Before we pray, the, we have the pri- privilege today of praying the blessing over you. So, But before we pray the blessing, we just want to tell you how much we miss you guys. We miss seeing your faces. I miss being at Next Steps, answering your questions, giving you hugs, and getting you connected. So um, 
just want to say we miss you and we can't wait till and we're we want, together want, again. I want to encourage you that this isn't going to last forever. That's true. So soon. Yes. Soon we'll be together. And in light of that, we just want to uh, have you just, you know what, reach your hands up and receive. You can put, as Clarence Scott always say, you can you put your hand on your chest or your hands in the air. We're going to bless you today. We're going to bless you and go with the teachings that God has given us today and share the Word of God and live it and uh, through, through meaning and choices today. Okay? So may God bless you. May your experience the power and peace of God. And may your steps and your schedule be fueled by the Holy Spirit. May God's spirit and your choices result in meaning and resilience. My friends, be strong in the grace that is Jesus Christ. And what you have heard through many witnesses and trust to faithful people will be able to teach others as well. Yes. We miss you guys. We love you. And be blessed this week. And we will see you next week. Yes. Wait. One more thing. Okay. I've learned since I've become a Zoom star. (laughs) Zoom FaceTime star. I mean, I'm really getting into this stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm wearing black. It takes 10 pounds off you. Uh That's a secret. 10 pounds. That's a secret. Secret. That's Sean's Sean's tip for the day. My head's not as big. (laughs) Love you. We love you guys. We miss you. See you next week.